Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch new episodes of Grey's Anatomy Thursdays at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Spears and Steinberg Podcast. Right here with Spears. How y'all feel out there? Good evening. Bartholomew Carrington III. $10 a lot of money. What time is it? Game time. Junebug Space. Red Foots to live with slave name. Can you feel it, baby? And that's how I get Hello, my fellow Americans. This is your president, Donald J. Trump. I want to say to all the podcast listeners of Spears and Steinberg, it's a great podcast. It's an informative podcast. Aries Spears is right a thousand percent of the time. Andy's right. 90% of the time, but no one is perfect. As much as we love Steve, sometimes Steve messes up. So what we're going to do right now, we're going to all march down to Steve's residence, knock on his door and say, oh, Steve. Singer. Real Men, continuation of my Spearsburg fam email. My niggas, one of the new favorite bits is the Burt Real Man skits you've been doing. As I was revisiting those episodes, I came up with a bright idea. Since there's a lot of real men that listen to this podcast, excluding bathtub cults. (laughs) Poor (laughs) cults. How about we chime in? How about we chime in on how manly we are? I'm Kyle, and I'm a real man. When I drink beer, okay, let me do it in that voice. This is Bert Bridgewater representing Kyle. As Kyle says, I'm a real man. When I drink beer, I don't use a bottle opener to crack it open. I put the bottle cap in my eye socket and twist it off. And immediately after the last sip. In seconds, I smash the bottle over my bitch's head and dare her to stay conscious. Real man. 
that took a turn. <laughs> <laughs> it did take a turn, but the uh, eyeball thing was, that, that was great. Yeah. Uh, we here at the Spears and Steinberg podcast don't condone violence on women of any kind, even if it is your point to prove you're a real man. Had to put a disclaimer on that one. Yeah, you should never try opening the beer bottle with your eyeball, by the way. And you definitely shouldn't smash it over your bitch's head yeah. after you've successfully opened the bottle and drank your last sip. Uh, we we should we should just have a like on the video, uh we, we should have Anthony's put uh do not try this at home. Right, oh like a Chiron or something that yeah. goes across the screen. Yeah, yeah. Right. Don't hit your bitch in the head with the bottle after your last <laughs> sip. Um, a big warning just comes up before. Yeah. yeah. Um, David Higgins question. Hey, ANA, you guys have stepped your podcast game up on a major level. And I had a question. How long did it take for you to learn Mandarin and or Cantonese when you did the voice for Shaq on American Dad? Um, this shit was funny and impressive as fuck. LOL. I actually learned some Mandarin in high school. We should have a conversation in Mandarin. Shaq against my Alan Alda impression. Is it possible to get two tickets to your show at Chuckles in December? I got to get one of those McDonald's shirts. Bless up. Also, Andy, you had great points during the post, the during the during and post the RZA interview. Those discussions really helped move the culture forward. Uh, Thanks. Yeah, it, it was it was in the script, uh, the Mandarin. Uh, so they just told me what to say, and I said it, and uh, there it was. Um, I would love to hear your Alan Alda impression, though. That's a very obscure uh, person. You know, in the in the seventies and eighties, when Mash was on TV, it wasn't obscure. Oh, he was the dude. Yeah, so he's, yeah. he's reaching. He's re he went back in time. To, yeah, well, but I've never seen an Alan Alda, Alda. so I would love to know yeah, what that's that'd like. Be good. Yeah. Uh, as far as the conversation between Shaq and him, like I said, I if I knew it. Uh, but it wouldn't be extensive. It would it would just be a couple of words. Um, so there that is. Um, gotta pardon me, guys. I'm sucking on a Hall's. Uh, what flavor is this? Um, honey lemon Hall's um, to take some of that <clears throat> out of my voice. All right, Junebug Spade, uh, wet Snickers bar. Ari Spears' voice. It's yeah. Junebug Spade. Dude, before you go on, yes. last night mm -hmm. at the club, when the dude had his shirt unbuttoned, right. I thought you were going to say the Wet Snickers bar on, uh, on ah. stage. Yeah, it didn't come to mind. I, I was like, I, I was sitting there. There's just moments when, you know, <laughs> right. some of the podcast stuff. Right. Uh, I'm, uh, and you're on stage. I'm like, is, 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 is he going to say what? Yeah. Shit. All right. Um, Sorry. No, we're good. I, I don't have your memory problem. Um, yo, I was driving and damn near went off the road when Aries did the Rocky joke and said the gym had a bunch of sweaty black dudes that looked like wet Snickers bars. Funniest shit I've heard in a while. Wanted to, wanted to address a few things. First, whoever said Hollywood, 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 Halloween kills was good as smoking crack. Everyone I know that saw it said it was hot garbage. This, by far, was one of the dumbest Halloween movies. I won't ruin the so-called plot, but whoever wrote the script should never get another job in Hollywood again. 
I understand horror films aren't meant to have complex stories, but this shit was insulting to my intelligence. Too many moments in the film make you say, what the fuck? This shit is so stupid. This crazy motherfucker been killing people every year in your town for 40 years and y'all decide to stay? Just, <laughs> um, reminds me of that great Eddie Murphy joke from his album where he had the album cover where he had the rose in his ear and the leather jacket, the boogie in the butt song. But anyway, let me go ahead. Um, uh, he didn't get me this year. Maybe I'll stick around and next year will be my turn. Hopefully the next one really is the last because this series is worn out. One of the gay characters that you guys spoke about in the film is actually played by your former castmate on Mad TV, Michael McDonald. Look what I can do. Please do a review of the movie. Matter of fact, you should have probably said that before he got killed. Look what I could do. And then get <laughs> stabbed in his throat. Um, please do a review of this movie whenever you guys see it and tell me if you agree. Second, although Jay-Z is my favorite rapper, I can't let him get a pass without rhyming sound effects. In the song Trouble, he says, and I quote, but in, oh, that's right. He says, uh, but, in lieu of you, uh, and, but in lieu of you little niggas trying to play that boy, I'll pew, pew, little niggas with the latest toy. When he did the sound yeah, effect yeah, of a yeah. silencer. LMAO, Cameron actually rhymed car sounds in a song once. I always find that funny when rappers do it. Sometimes it works. Most of the time it's cringeworthy. I'm out. Stay safe. Peace. I actually like when Hove did that. Oh, now you like it. Yeah, but when he did it, it 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 flowed, it, it flowed within the within the sequence. Okay. <clears throat> Pew, um, didn't, didn't hold flow. up. Um, and I thought you were gonna do that last night too, when that dude when that chick left the room, right? And you went room like that. She left the right, room. Right. I was, but I was, nobody would have got the pew, nah, though. But they, yeah, no. But it would have been funny to me. <laughs> Hello, little niggas. Hello, little niggas trying to play that boy. A pew, pew. Little niggas with the latest toy. That pew, pew is right in pocket. But Biggie uses something like that, though, too. What? And no, I, yeah. When the guys are talking about, what's that red thing? What's that red dot on your head? And he did, but I think yeah, but like, no, he used the real yeah, sound. But he effects. used the real yeah. sound effects. That, the, the, the sound effects that Biggie makes is when you bite into hot food, <laughs> you didn't let cool off. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that pizza sticking on the top of your throat. Yeah. <clears throat> Hove, when he come into a room, I'm brandish that cunt. Niggas is scared and go pew. <laughs> See, pew don't have the same. Now me, niggas run from responsibilities. Ain't nobody better than me. I possess that ability. Fuck that. I'm coming soon. You want me to pay child support, bitch? What? Pew. He could have pulled it off. Yeah. Um. Kevin Mishu, email question for the podcast. Sup, Aries and Andy. First off, long-time follower of the podcast. I actually came out to the Friday night show you guys had at Levity Live in New York. After the show, both you guys were cool as shit to my wife and I. We had a great time. So to my fellow podcast listening family, if the A&A guys are in your town, then go check them out. All right. Enough with the ass kissing. Let's get down to man food topics. 
Enjoyed the Val Kilmer episode, but wanted to know if you've seen the movie called Felon. It's about a family man, Stephen Dorff, who kills an intruder outside his home and is sent to prison. Somewhere along the way, he gets mixed up with the Aryan group and gets sent to the shoe program. Yep, that same place uh, Denzel yells out in training day. Shoe program, nigga. 23-hour lockdown. Huh? You niggas will be playing ball in Pelican Bay when I get through with you. I'm going to burn this motherfucker down. All right. Um, There he shares a room with a lifer played by Kilmer who happens to be respected by the shot callers and strikes up a friendship with him. If you like Kilmer's work, then check him out as he plays this knowledgeable prison lifer with the rugged look and body tattoos. I thought played the role well. I thought played the role well. $10 a lot of you. Uh, I thought he played the role well. I thought played the role well. And movies should be on Netflix. Damn, son, you was dead to the last sentence. Yeah. You, 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 you tripped over your own tongue, nigga, at the last second. God damn. All right, I'm out. Kevin Mishu. You ever seen this movie? Never no, heard of it? I know. I, 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 no, I haven't. But I would like to <clears throat> check it out because you know what? After, after the Kilmer thing, I really had a lot more respect for him, and he is he is a talented actor. Very. I mean, he really goes goes deep into the the character that he's mm-hmm. trying to play, and uh, I just didn't I, I just didn't see him that way. <laughs> like I I don't think I think after the Batman thing, it kind of jacked it up for me a little bit. But didn't he make, I don't know the, the order or what movies came after Batman. But like I said, Ghost in the Darkness with Michael Douglas. Of course, Tombstone, which I think was before Batman, which propelled him to Batman. Um, Heat, I think, was before Batman. Dude, he has a great, uh, uh, what, what is it called? Uh, when you have a bunch of movies, what's it called? Body of Work, Compilation. Whatever. He has a bunch of movies that I like, <laughs> but 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 my, I like. But I never saw him as the reason that I watched the movie. Like when I when when we talked about Tombstone, yeah, I I think he stole the show. He's the great, but I never I didn't watch him because Val Kilmer was in the movie. Right. But when I watched the movie, I was like, oh, he stole the show. Yeah, uh, the Doors when he plays Jim Moore, I mean, the least likely person I would have ever thought to play that part, and he killed it. But again, I, I I just never went to a movie because he was in it, and now I want to go back and look at his his catalog of movies. That's the word I was. Dude, thinking. I don't know if you ever saw this movie, uh, and he was never a, a movie star, but he appeared in movies from time to time. Uh, great prison movie called The Innocent Man with Tom Selleck. You know this one? Dude, I, the the title sounds familiar. This is the movie. It's a movie where he plays a uh, uh, airline mechanic. You know, regular Joe and these two crooked cops bust into his house thinking that they found a drug house um, that they were supposed to hit. But they got they fucked up and hit the wrong house. So to cover their ass, they frame him as a drug dealer, you know, because he comes out of the shower with a hairdryer that they thought was a gun and they shoot him. So while he's unconscious, they plant dope, you know, put the gun in his hand, get the fingerprints and he goes to jail, and these three black dudes, the leader of the dude, his name is Jangles, uh, are fucking with him and fucking with him. And he he refuses to uh, 
stand up for himself. He just thinks, hey, I'm, I got to ignore these guys. Fuck it, I'll just ignore them. And this one character actor who was in Scarface, who is the one that got thrown out of the helicopter and he was hanging because oh, yeah, he, yeah. he was the cop. And he tried to, he was, Sosa found out he was the cop. And he said to Tony, when he first meets Tony and uh, Manolo, um, big man, you want to make some big bucks. You know how to handle a machine gun? Hotel in Miami Beach. And he goes, pauvre sea. And if you lose that coke money, my boss is going to stick his head up your ass faster than a rabbit gets fucked. So that guy is in the movie with Tom Selleck. And he kind of plays the guy just trying to, you know, uh, Tom under his tutelage to tell him about prison life. Like, motherfucker, nobody fucks with me in here because if they do, it's their fucking life. And Tom just keeps ignoring them. So at one point, there's a scene where Tom is sitting there eating lunch. And a lot of the dudes in the prison knows the situation about jangles. So this one big, fat, greasy nigga, uh, fat white dude from the Aryan Brotherhood comes over and with his bare hand grabs some of Tom's uh, mashed potatoes out of his tray. And he goes, let me tell you something here, man. You ain't got to stand tall, but you do got to stand up. And still, Tom ain't fucking budging. Tom just feels, man, violence doesn't solve anything. Here's what makes Tom turn around completely. At one point, Tom is in the gym and he's bench pressing. And Jangles comes over and has a, a knife, a, a shank in the palm of his hand but he flips his hand over so Tom can see it, right? And he puts his foot on Tom's chest and he just he like acts like he's wiping his mouth with the top of his hand, but he does it so that Tom sees the blade. And he goes, now you come with me and you be cool and everything be everything. And they take Tom to this room where like 300 niggas is gang raping one dude. And that's what make Tom goes. I'm ready to handle my problems. <laughs> and then the cool part is when he handles Jangles, now you see the second half of Tom's change. Now he's a badass. His hair is slicked back. He's smoking cigarettes, talking shit to the other prisoners. Innocent man. It's a great fucking movie. Tom Selleck, who, you know, we all know is Magnum P.I. You would never think he could, but yo, he showed his ass on this one. Mustache or no mustache, Tom? Mustache, Tom. The mustache goes nowhere. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I don't like when he takes the mustache off. Yeah, no, this is mustache, Tom. Face looks empty. Yeah, empty. I've never heard that. Uh, so, yeah, Innocent Man, y'all. See it. I promise you, you'll love it. Um, everything be everything. You know what you should do? Hmm? And you should do this. Right. Nothing to do with me. Right. Your, your top 10 man food movies. Yeah, but you should do your top 10 too. Yeah, but I, I, I mean, you really, I mean, this is your thing. You love these. these. So do you. Yeah, but. What you mean, yeah, but? You ain't like, never came up short. No, but you're like the connoisseur of these movies. I, I didn't know this movie. I didn't know this one. Yeah, but they, but you know movies that I don't know and yeah, wouldn't watch. But I, I like I like the idea. You should come up with yours too without telling me what your list is. And then the day we do it. Just see where we both agree. And if we pick some of the same, same movies. movies. Top 10 or top 20? Let's do top 10. Okay. I could do top 20, but top 10. All right. Um, see, that's that shit that niggas have. Everything be everything. <laughs> like, white people don't talk like that. That's nigga shit. Hey, man, be cool. And everything be everything. That's, that's, that's a white dude's woo. Woo! That's a... <laughs> yeah! 
<laughs> maybe, maybe. You know, like imagine um, that 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 dude on on the back of a jeep just going through the. Uh, uh, through some like mountainous, you know, roads with rocks and everything on a jeep, and he's just standing on the back of the, the jeep. black guy, the black guy right now, and he yeah, would just go, don't no, be- but, but if he did, then he would go, man, everything is everything. Now and the white dude like would be like, dude. but now the white dude would go, woo. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Lloyd Vidal. <laughs> Great show. Listen from Ep 1 and now on Ep 23. Real quick, it's progress and regress, forwards, backwards, not digress to move away from. Keep the funny going. Please, nigga. What the fuck is he talking about? He doesn't want you to digress, he wants you to progress. Not I know, but what regress. is this a reference to? See, this is what happens when you let people and tell them that they have to watch, listen from the very beginning. Is that what he's talking about? Well, no, I think he's talking about that he heard something in an old episode. Great show. Listen from ep one. Yeah. I, I am now on ep 239. So in 239, you must have, one of us must have said digress. Okay. It's progress and regress forwards, backwards, not digress to move away from. Keep the funny going. Don't ever write in again, <laughs> Lloyd. Don't ever, don't, don't ever, don't ever write. Lloyd, in. keep writing. But he's on two thirty nine. He's not going to know that you told him not to write in for for at least another few weeks. All right. Well, when you progress <laughs> to the most current episode, go forward and don't regress, which is to go backwards. Digress is to move away from, but your progression is to move too. You see how fucking dumb this sounds? <laughs> that felt like an enlightened moment. He was trying to give you... Can I have one of your halls? Yeah, sure. Now I want one just because... Yeah. Thank you. Um, I know this ain't got shit to do with shit. I remember when I worked at Mad TV, this big fucking cholo Mexican dude named Berto who was in charge of building shit with the fucking you know, props people. One time he had a sore throat. This motherfucker was overly macho. I think this is one of the most macho things I ever heard. He had a bad cough and I said to him, hey man, you should suck on the halls or something. He goes, I don't suck on nothing. <laughs> Remind me of that dude from Queen of South. Teresa Mendoza. Teresa <laughs> Mendoza. I don't suck on nothing. 
Can you imagine when he like went to the doctor and they gave him a shot and he's like, you know, five years old and the doctor hands him a lollipop and he just looks at the doctor and just, I don't suck on nothing. Throws it right back in his yeah, face. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> um, DHT. What up, ANA? What up, ANA? Man, I love the pod. I've been a long time listener. I think I started around episode 20. Then I went back and started at episode one because there were certain things I didn't understand. <laughs> I remember episode 38, I think, when you and Andy was close to letting it go because y'all were bumping heads on certain things. Man, so glad that y'all worked it out. I think this podcast is the best thing going. Love you guys, man. Hey, Aries, I saw a show on Netflix called Midnight Mass, and it made me think of you and how you struggle with the whole God thing. This show is very interesting, and I think you would like it, and maybe you and Andy could discuss it on the pod. Don't want to give it away, but one of the first scenes in the first episode, a drunk driver has had an accident and killed a young girl, and the EMS guy wipes blood from his face. He is praying, and then the EMS guy says, while you're at it, ask him why the young girls have to die and the drunk assholes get to walk away with scratch. He meant to say without. I immediately thought about you. I think you would love it. Hope this email isn't too long. Again, the name of the show is called Midnight Mass. Love you guys. Keep the episodes coming. Tony. Oh, I'll check that out, Tony. Um, I will definitely check that out. Um, I'll say this one thing, and, and I'm going to leave it there because uh, I ain't going to get on a, on a tangent. I saw an Instagram meme that said, uh, when the time is right, God will make it happen. <laughs> and I don't mean to sour the party, but I just went in my head, okay? So the people that were trapped in the buildings on 9-11 that were praying for help that didn't get it and died, was the timing wrong? That's why I have a problem with God and religion. It's the contradictions. It's the shit that don't add up. And I'm going to leave it there. Okay, since you can leave it there, I'm not going to comment. You can say one thing and just, I won't, I won't say nothing else. How do you know it's not a reward to be called out? Oh. Jared. Your five Eddie Murphy list. You, yo, Aries, you are bugging. How are you going to exclude Coming to America and Boomerang from your top five Eddie Murphy movies? Let me stop there and I'll continue to read. Easily. Easily. But let me go ahead. These are top-level comedies with iconic character scenes and replay value on another level. All types of memes and references refer to these movies to this day. Deontay Wilder voice. I don't get that reference, but... I know it's me missing something. Plus, it's black and an admin in New York. Oh, ad, ad, adman. Is that, he spelled it A-D-M-A-N. Isn't A-D space M-A-N? Adman. I don't know. No. Eddie Murphy works for an advertising yeah, company. But, He's no, an adman. Yeah, adman though is, I think, I don't think it has a space. It's one word like that? Yeah, I think so. Excuse me. Uh, He's an ad man in New York, heading creative for a black agency are both. <sighs> okay, wait a minute. Plus it's, oh, here, okay, my fault. Wait, wait, wait. Plus it's black excellence. Eddie created an African king 
and an ad man in New York heading creative for a black agency are both great setups for the stories and comedy throughout. Honestly, when's the last time you actually watched 48 Hours? I watch Boomerang and Coming to America whenever I get the chance. Own them as well. I can't fault anyone for having Beverly Hills Cop, 48 Hours, or even Nutty Professor in their top five. But Coming to America and Boomerang being excluded borderline is borderline black card suspension territory to me. My personal list goes Coming to America, Boomerang, Harlem Nights, Golden Child, Life, Honorable, honorable Mentions, are trading places, Beverly Hills Cop 1. Beverly Hills Cop 1 and trading places are honorable mentions? Nigga, you are bugging. Um, and Vampire in Brooklyn. Whew. This is based on the ones I like to watch the most and what gives me the most laughs. Obviously, Eddie is a comedian, so that's where his talent speaks to me the most. Not necessarily the gritty action hero films that don't have the same replay value. Oh my goodness. Maybe it's an era thing and the mid 80s just hit different for you. Prime Eddie is 1988 through 1993 in my opinion. Since we're at it, what are your top five black films? Jared. Uh, Jared, man, I need you to take off your Coon Lodge raccoon hat and hand in your uh, month's supplies worth of Buffalo Wild Wings coupons and all your man shit. Uh, you bugging, son. Trading places, Beverly Hills Cop, 48 Hours is what defined Eddie. It, it's what defined him. And Beverly Hills Cop 2 is what made him a superstar. That's four off the top. That fifth spot, okay, we could juggle that a little bit. But, dude, those four have to be automatically first. To me, coming to America, great movie, funny. Yes, I love the all-black shit. I think Harlem Nights is underrated. I think Life is underrated. Come, uh, Nutty Professor is fantastic. But that's all a kinder, gentler Eddie. I don't like Eddie kinder, gentler. I, I like him, but give me that. Nigga, everything be everything, Eddie. <laughs> um, after I re-listened to that episode, yeah, and I left out trading places, right. and, and then I really thought about it. I hate to say this, but I think that is my favorite Eddie Murphy movie. Trading places? Yeah, because, I'm not mad at that. You know why though? Because I watched it again. Right. He, he was so like the excitement of right. being in that movie show, came through in that movie. Like, yeah. Uh. That was a great. It, it was just well done. The way the storyline was great. Right. Uh, the way they uh, the way they tie it in at the end. Yeah. I mean, it, it's everything you want in a movie. Right. So, I, I just think that. Yeah, I, I was really disappointed in myself when I listened to myself in that, and I had forgotten it. That is one of the best. That is one of the best ones to me. But I disagree with you about. Uh, Coming to America. I don't know how that's not on your, in your list. I, I understand what you're saying. Right. But think about all the quotable but, but, but like lines said, like from I the said, movie. It, it could get the fifth spot. And of all the movies he mentioned, Vampire in Brooklyn, Harlem Nights, Life, Nutty Professor, Coming to America is above all of those. Golden Child to me, mm, 
it's an outer edge. It's still there, though. There's right. there's things in that movie that were really funny, but the movie itself, right. the overall movie. I just want one chip. I just want one chip. That's it. Turn it over, man. That stick is burning. Turn it over. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, I, it's subjective because you go, everybody has their favorite and what time they came up into his career. Right. But uh, he feels he's older, I guess. I think he's older. I don't know, man. I don't know, but that a boomerang wasn't a, more of an adult. Yeah, it was. It was a grown folks movie. It was, you know, classy, and it was an ensemble too, which is different. Yeah, than Eddie Murphy yeah. Movie. Than Eddie being the guy, and I like boomerang. I mean, I like boomerang, but you know, again, this is Wizards Eddie. I love Wizards Jordan, but not like motherfucking from North Carolina. Um. Dion Kelly. Big fan of the podcast. It's only getting better. Hey guys, writing in for the second time, hoping for an hoping for an equally memorable reaction as my previous email, which was about traveling and Aries making the echoing booty sound. Let's kick things off with I'm on Andy's side. When I started listening to the podcast, I refused to miss the latest episode. Part of the attraction of this podcast is to get your take on current events. Um, I don't suck on nothing. For example, I would not binge listen to your podcast for a couple of weeks just to get y'all's reaction to the latest Chappelle Netflix special. Which brings me to my second point. The latest Chappelle special wasn't as strong to me. It was good, but not his top three in my opinion. But I am extremely pleased to announce that I saw Dave Chappelle live a few days ago in London. It was my first stand-up show. I paid three figures to be in the fifth row, and man, was it worth it. He did something I haven't seen in his specials, extensively interacting with the crowd. I had a very annoying person in my row ask him mid-joke, mind you, for a cigarette. He was kind enough to toss him one. I thought that was cool as fuck. Little later, quite far back in the cheap seats, a fight had broken out, and Dave actually asked, what was going on? A woman eventually yelled out that a racist man behind her had snatched the turban off her friend. The crowd ooed with slight awkwardness. And after a, a brief moment of silence, Dave cut the tension with those motherfucking turban snatches. I wish I could do a Dave impression. Those motherfucking turban snatches, man. Anyway, <laughs> he, didn't shy away, he didn't shy away from a rape joke nor a trans joke. It was great. At the end... He stated that beyond the jokes, he should express empathy towards them and anyone around us as we all are going through our own struggles in one way, shape or form. Dave also stated that his invitations to regular events seem to be withheld right now and without a possibility of getting canceled to support him with the movie he just released. He applauded. We applauded him off and Talib Kweli came out at the end of the show. Catching Chappelle live was one of my bucket lists, but I got to see you guys one day as well. I'm happy this podcast is growing and love that y'all are having more guests. And thanks for keeping it 100, especially in this soft-ass climate. P.S. You will get Andy to say nigga one day. That perfect setup will come and he's going to execute that like Jordan with his tongue out. Sincerely, Dion Kelly. 
Now that'd be the dunk. I'm gonna lay it up. I'm not gonna do it. It's just not. It's not in me to do it's it. It's not man. gonna happen, Dion. It's just not gonna happen, bro. Um, dude, I, I really, uh, I, I just have one question though, because he said the cheap yeah. seats. How big was the turban? <laughs> I mean, if it's a big turban right. and you can't see, right? <laughs> I'm just fucking around, but you know, it's a big turban. Yeah. Um. That's interesting. He said uh, Dave did a rape joke. I would love to know what the rape joke was because uh, if you remember <clears throat> on last week's episode of the emails, uh, I purposely insinuated what was a rape joke, uh, but I didn't want to go all the way and and say, uh, paint the picture as to, I wanted to leave it up to you in your imagination as opposed to coming out and vividly giving you that. Um, and I kind of thought, you know, I don't know. I, I, I don't want to, I don't want to say I'm getting soft cause I'm not, but certain things make me, certain things make me go now. Um, the cocaine's still going to be strong, but um, I don't know. I'm thinking a little bit more. Sometimes I don't. I don't think it's slowing you down. I think you are just choosing your battles, because you can't fight on every front. There's no reason to fight on every front. And if you can't make it, I'm telling you right now. If you had a joke that you said that is, that's a number ten funny, you would do it. You wouldn't hold back. Right. But you know you're not going to fight a, a war over a joke for a joke that you feel is a seven. Right. Right. So I think that I think that's. And I, and I think that's reasonable right now mm -hmm. uh, for for you as a comic because, you know, if you feel, I know if you feel it's a 10, if it's a heavy hitter, you're not going to pull the punch on it. You're going to do right. it. Right. But if, if it's, if it's, if it hasn't fleshed itself out where you go, that's worth the trouble. Right. Why would you do it? Like when I do the prostate joke, I know there's that line where I go, I ran home, sat on the floor, knees to chest and let the water come down on me like a rape victim. And there are times when I'll say that line and I could feel a little bit of in the crowd, uh, particularly from women. But then when I follow it up with the Sade thing, yeah, that breaks the ice. But just to give context to that part of the joke, you felt like to go through that exam, that's what you felt like. And that's how you, yeah, I mean, it makes right. sense. It wasn't right. like you just threw it out there just to have it out there. I right. mean, uh, I don't know. It's, it's uh, I go back to, I, I agree with what he said in this, uh, what, what do you say? Moist? Did he say moist society? No, he didn't say moist. What do you say? I said moist. You say moist. I what, say moist. What did he say? What's society? Uh, whatever it is. Whatever weak it is. ass, weak ass society. That's right. What he said. Um, but part of what I'm, what I hear, which I think is why Damon Wayans said they've just freed a lot of comics from slavery is do your shit, man. Say your shit, man. Don't let nothing ever stop your art. But then I also go, we ain't you, Dave. You seem to be uncancelable. No, but he just said, like, he has that film coming out and he's having trouble getting, like, uh, the invitations that went out for, uh, he, he was accepted to some festivals right. and now the invitations are, are, are denying it again. Right. Saying. So he, it's not that he's canceled because he really isn't cancelable, but his endeavors are being uh, slowed down by it. Do you think they're really going to be slowing down for real or, or, or just is just, you know, uh, 
I mean, what is slowing down? I, anytime anybody gets in your way, it, it affects you. So yeah, I think that they are going to be slowing down a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I think that Dave has proven that he, uh, if he's doing the righteous thing for the right reasons, he always is going to bounce back. Right. So I don't. And again, we're we're seeing. And I said this on, on a previous podcast. There's a lot. There's a lot behind what's pushing this agenda, and it's not just the trans community. It's offended. There's more to this, and well, that's what Dave's battling. Well, wherever that show was, that Dave was at an arena, and he ended it with, "Y'all think I'm canceled?" And the crowd went, "No!" And he slams the mic down, I like, like he does. Let's go. He said, let's go, and then slammed the mic down. And that brought the ruckus. So I'm thinking, you know, like they say, there's no such thing as bad press. Well, this is, we're going to see if this really makes or breaks them. But but to what he said, he goes, you have to, don't, you have to do this. You have to do your art form. And if people don't, if people don't continue to stretch the boundaries, then Dave is going to be on an island by himself, though. And he opened the door for you to go to that island. He put the boats out. Okay. So comics. The question becomes, do we all go, let's go to Dave Island. Are you ready for war? Dude, you've already, you've already have, I mean, you've been on the boat. Me? Yeah. You've, you've said things. Yeah, but I, I, I don't, I don't have an island. I can't have Aries Island. I'm just saying you're on the boat. (laughs) I'm on the boat. Figured out how to get to Dave Island. Dave Nigga, Island. I'm, I'm Tom Hanks in, what's that movie? Castaway. Nigga, I'm waiting for the bigger boat to come rescue me. You're in the water yelling Wilson. Yeah. <laughs> Wilson! Willie, nigga. <laughs> well, Willie. Oh, sorry, the black version. Willie. All right. Ronald Williams, new to the pod. What's up, ANA? First time writing to you guys. Aries is. You spell my name R I S E S. I used to look at I used to look at you on Mad TV before I went to prison. Oh shit! Uh, whatever mistakes you've made, dog, you can have them. Uh, I've been locked up since '98. I just got home four months ago, so everything is new to me. And just so happened to come across your YouTube channel and couldn't believe you had a podcast. And I'm all caught up. And boy, you haven't missed a step. Now, the only thing I don't agree with you on is hip-hop. Uh, that hip-hop is a young man game, but the people who got the money in hip-hop is the old heads, and I get it. But to me, music represents a time I could be 80 years old, and if Snoop Dogg is doing a show, them songs would bring me back to that time in my life and I am what I was doing. I have no requests. Please do the white guy from Boston voice. Ah, welcome home, nigga. Great to see you back in charge. You know, when you're in prison, you're not in charge. The niggas are in charge. And they bend you over and they show you a shank and say to you, everything be everything. <laughs> but you're back home and you're in charge, kid. All right. <laughs> but you, were, you weren't saying that older dudes shouldn't be in it. You were just saying that this has turned into where this new sound in hip hop, right? Yeah. Listen, and rap is a young person's game. And the old heads don't get the money like they're getting it now. It's easier to get the bag. I saw a clip where Method Man was talking to a bunch of his boys. And he was like, yo, what the fuck is these new kids doing now? 
Niggas is flying Learjets, getting crazy amounts of money, cars. And Meth kept it real. He was like, we wasn't doing it like that. The fuck is going on? So, you know. Dude, is Snoop Dogg's look looking a little Stevie Wonderish though? Almost. I saw some funny, somebody put together a collage and said Snoop Dogg is the hardest working motherfucker in the game. This nigga gets the bag no matter what it is. And they show what this motherfucker be doing international commercials. Yeah. And they had him doing a Bollywood commercial where he was selling some product with the, with the Indian music behind him. He was like, what? Dude, he has the Corona commercials that are running right now. Yeah. I love that commercial. He's just walking around. But that's very Stevie Wonder looking hair that he's, that he's working with. Yeah. Right but he's out. Dude, I used to. It's funny that with, with, with Snoop, I remember when I, I was running this restaurant. Mm -hmm. And I played a lot of hip hop music at the, at the restaurant. And I would, I would never listen to anybody. And I wouldn't play Snoop for this one particular reason. These older white women would come into this restaurant and they say they would write letters to the owner. Man, he's playing all this Snoop Dogg music. Right. And I would show the owner I don't have any Snoop Dogg on there. That's Snoop Dogg in 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 white world mm -hmm. is hip hop. Like he was synonymous at one time right. that Snoop Dogg was that music. That's the right. only name that they knew. They didn't know any other name than you Snoop Dogg. And I just think it's funny that he's come like he is dude. I mean, probably today, if you ask anybody hey. the name, what name comes to your mind first? Hey, he, 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 remember when he was on trial for murder? Um, and there's that famous shot of when he's, uh, when the jury comes back and says, not guilty. And he clasps his hands together in prayer and his head is nodding like, you know, he almost fainted. Um, so to go from that to Martha Stewart, Willie Nelson, Katy Perry, Bollywood commercials. He's come full circle, man. He's, you know. He's the, he's the top. Yeah. Listen, when white folks embrace you uh, the way they have him, it's a different, it's a different thing, man. I, I tell you, that, that great joke that Patrice had on the Charlie Sheen roast when he said to Mike Tyson, I don't like how comfortable white people are around you now. <laughs> like, well, white people ain't scared of you. And you're the the norm for them, yeah, man. Yeah, you're in a different league. Um, Nick D. In reply to my email, you read on two thirty two ninety three. Yo, A and A, I appreciate the love for Silence of the Lambs. I love all three films, even Red Dragon. But with the Hannibal series being a prequel, I can forgive them casting Mads. Mickelson from Casino Royal, Rogue One, Doctor Strange. Instead of Anthony Hopkins, he takes the character to a whole new level of creepy. You won't be disappointed. Speaking of Anthony Hopkins, have either of you watched the series Westworld starring him, Jeffrey Wright, Tessa Thompson, and Ed Harris? Damn, that sounds like a good cast. Just to name a few. One of Jeffrey Wright's best roles for sure. As for Peaky Blinders, it's set in the 1920s, but it's based on a real gang that wore flat caps with razor blades stitched into the peaks that they would slash people's eyes with. Jesus, hence the name. But yeah, Tom Hardy plays one of the most badass Jews on television in that show. On Steven Seagal, have you seen Executive Decision with him, Kurt Russell, 
Halle Berry, one of the one of Seagal's best films, mainly because he gets killed about 15 minutes into it. LOL. There's a great clip on YouTube on Sammy the Bull Gravano's channel about the Gambino family extorting Seagal e and then making him cry hysterically when he wouldn't pay them. Check it out. It's funny as fuck. The last two points, episode 297, you mentioned about not seeing Dave on the big screen, but do you remember him in Con Air? Yep. Yeah, that's just that, on. Yeah, and that star-studded cast. Dave froze to death in the cargo bay of the plane and fell out, landing on someone's car uh, down below. That may have been my first introduction to Chappelle as a kid before I knew who he was. It's a bit of a guilty pleasure film because Nichols, Nick, Nicholas Cage films can be really hit or miss. But where do you think Cage stands as an action hero or even just an actor? The Rock with him and Sean Connery is also worth the mention. Finally, I'm really missing Annie up at the start of the pod. Used to get me amped up for the episode and I listen to it every time instead of skipping the intro like I do with other pods. And even the Prince tune at the end of each episode. I understand it's maybe a copyright issue after signing your new deal, but it's going to take me a while to get used to it. Peace and congrats on the laugh button partnership, Nick D. Um, to answer some of your questions, I love The Rock uh, with Sean Connery. Um, I thought it. I thought it was Nicolas Cage's some of some of his best work. Yeah, it it was good. I actually liked that better 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 than uh, that bad accent movie, the. Con Air that he was just talking about. Oh yeah, the, Con Air was good, but the accent is, was, was was horrific. But Con Air was good, uh, and both those movies, uh, The Rock and Con Air, were Jerry Bruckheimer movies. And you know, Jerry Bruckheimer is one of the best chefs when it comes to man food and action. Uh, I remember before his partner Don Simpson died, it was uh, Jerry Bruckheimer and Don Simpson Productions. But since uh, Don's passing, now just it's just Jerry. But Jerry pulls out all the big guns when he makes action movies. You know, I'm trying to think in terms of Nicolas Cage acting. I, I never saw the one movie that I think he was really hailed as a great actor. Something Vegas. Oh, yeah. Leaving that was, Las he, Vegas. He's leaving Vegas. That was a great movie. Um, but so was, uh, I, I loved him in Valley Girl. I never saw that. It, it's it, it's an 80s movie. It's very 80s. Um, even though it was a comedy, I thought he was fantastic. And, you know, what's the Farley Brothers? Raising oh, uh, Arizona. Arizona. That That's great. Oof. Now that accent, but he fit that whole role yeah. in white trash. He embodied that role. He embodied that. Um, still one of my favorite scenes in that movie to this day is the montage when he goes to go get the diapers. And that whole running scene through the backyard, all over the thing with that he that that hillbilly music in the back, and I can't remember her real name, but the chick that played his wife in that, um, I thought she was sexy. I thought she was sexy in that. Yeah, I'm trying to Holly Hunter. Holly Hunter, well, look at you! I, I stopped thinking about it and it shot right into my head. Oh, when you no think, that's when answer come. That's when I become water. That's when you become water. Don't think. When you don't think. It comes like water or like semen. When you don't think about pussy, the semen come. But when you think about pussy, it don't come. It's really the reverse. It's digress 
with progress, <laughs> but move forward in pussy, but think backwards, and then eventually you progress come semen first. That made as much sense as his comment. <laughs> <laughs> um, yo, executive decision. Great fucking movie. Yeah, that was good. Nicholas, uh, not Nicholas, uh, 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 John Leguizamo, Joe Morton, Kurt Russell, Halle Berry, uh, Oliver Platt, who's a great character actor. He is. In, but what what weight was he at in that one? I don't know. Because he's better. I'm sorry. And this is nothing against fat. When he gets too big, dude, it's... It, it's it, not good? It's not as good. Yeah. And, and you saw Executive Decision, right? Yeah. When remember the scene when Seagal's trying to get to the transfer from the what do they call that 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 plane that gets undetected? You remember the plane? What it's called? No, that fucking plane, an undetectable by radar plane. Stealth. Uh, stealth. Yeah, there it is. Um, when he goes from the stealth to the airliner and he gets blown out into the sky, they said it was cut out of the film, but he actually says something as he's blown out. Do you know what he said? Mm -mm. Anybody seen Richie? <laughs> Anybody seen Richie? <laughs> uh, but Cage, do you think he's an actor or movie you know, star? You know, you know, uh, movie star. His act, like that's why when we talked about Val Kilmer, Val had done enough to prove he was an actor. Who did some movie star shit? Cage to me feels like a movie star more than an actor because he had just been in big films. But I never, again, other than leaving Las Vegas, I never saw his acting chops. You know, this just real quick. I wish they could have got it right, but he was Ghost Rider, which I think people a, hated that. It was because it was terrible, and it was. It, I wish it would have been something that they waited to do, because I actually like the Ghost Rider comics. I never knew much about Ghost Rider, but given what it is, it's superhero shit. I'm a dude. I'm, I'm going to like it. It's a, it's a fucking man meal. I'm, I'm going to like it. I just didn't like him much. Uh, and remember, I don't know who thought, you know, at one point they were talking about him as Superman. No. I think there's some, is there any scenes on YouTube with him dressed? No, but he, yes, there's him in a costume yeah. and his hair's longer. Long like in uh, Con Air. He looked horrible. He's got Scotty Pippen face. You know what I mean? That nose, his nose, the way it, it, it arrows down. He's got drunken eyes. Superman is a good looking dun, 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 square rock chiseled chin. He's a good looking dude. So he's Robin and Batman at best. Who? Nick? Yeah, he, he could put him as Robin. You wouldn't make him a Batman. He's... It's, it's too much. The carriage. The carriage. Batman. Whoo. We're going to save Gotham. I don't do a good Nick Cage, but you know what I mean. Yeah, but I could see him as one of the bad guys in the Batman. A bad guy, yes. Yeah. Over the top cartoon. As a bad guy, you know, sells. Robin. <laughs> nah, yo. <laughs> There's some pretty good Nick Cage impersonators you could look up on YouTube. Look up the people that impersonate Nick Cage, and you'll know exactly what I mean. 
No, he's over the top, man. He he became a character of himself really quickly in the in, right. You know, he didn't become an old man, and they went, "Oh yeah, you know, he makes this noise or he does this sound." Right. It's just he's always had that. Right. Nicholas Cage, huh? Did you? He like, does a lot in The Rock. What about Face Off? You know, wow, that was directed really well. Yes, again. Doesn't require a lot of acting. No, but but it's a great man food movie. Dude, the scene with the when the cape when they're wearing the cape and the guns when he was walking out of the yeah that scene that's a great scene. I, I think I said this on the podcast. Is that John Woo who directed that? Yes, okay. you knew because of the doves. Um, I, I think I said this on the podcast. You want a perfect example of buttocks? That scene with John Travolta, but he's really Nicolas Cage. Disguises John Travolta, drives home to see his wife leaving. And John looks at her ass and they cut to her booty. Buttocks to the 10th power. I'm like, why are they cutting to this broad's booty? <laughs> Nigga, it was as flat and as small as a craft cheese single. <laughs> I like craft cheese single then. Oh, Good. God. Like if you put a Craft cheese single slice on top of her ass, it would cover her whole booty. That's how small and flat it was. Did you like John Travolta in that movie? He's another one, dude. Like Nick Cage. I think he can act. But he's done more movies that have been, you know, didn't require heavy, heavy acting. But I think he's got the chops. He wasn't the right dude for that movie for me. It really? You yeah. didn't do it for you? No, I, I really like Nicolas Cage in it. I mean, I liked him in it too, but the, I didn't feel that chemistry between those two that I wanted. I wanted, you know, when they were supposed to hate each other, he right. killed, there was something missing. Right. But it would, would, I liked it, the movie. It would, it would require some thought, but I'd have to go, best, best Travolta movie ever. No, I have no idea. Oh, Saturday Night, Saturday Night Fever. Over Pulp Fiction? Yeah, because it was based on him, Saturday Night Fever. Well, I mean, not based right. on him. It's, it's, he's the lead. Right. Where Pulp Fiction, he's uh, he's just a character. In it. I, I mean, he was he was great in Pulp Fiction, but right. everybody was great in Pulp Fiction. Who was bad in Pulp Fiction? Right. Um, last one. Uh, you just made a point. I was going to say something. Um, oh, you catch oh my, fav- my, my favorite, still to this day, one of my favorite, John Travolta movies ever. Grease. Grease, yeah. I love Grease. But Grease wasn't, Grease is a musical. I know it's not man food. It's yeah, food. I, I, but I'm just saying it's, I didn't, that didn't come up to my, is a movie because it's, you know, it's. You ain't supposed to tell, as a man, you ain't supposed to say you like Grease. That's a moped movie. Do no, because, and, well, you're going to talk about flat butts anyway. We already started. But Olivia Newton John. Yeah, but she was cute though. Yeah, but that transition from being. Olivia Newton John right. to being, you know, the bad girl. That was, that was I, sexy. I, and I was, I was, was sixth grade at the time. I think you got a little wood. Oh, Oof. yeah, yeah. Because, and, and that was the first time I realized that, yeah, I, I didn't want a good girl. Right, I wanted the bad girl, the bad bitch. Yeah, yeah. God. You're the one that I want. You're the one that I want. Some days. Summer days Finding a way See I'm weird though You know I like Pinky 
Was her name Pinky? Oh, yes. What was her real name? Pinky? The bitch with the pink hair? Yeah, yeah. I thought you were saying uh, Rizzo. No. no. Oh, you like the pink hair broad. I I thought she was cute. That's that weird white shit. Yeah. Yeah. I like cartoon character hair. Yeah? Yeah. Like, I went to the strip club once, and this girl had orange hair. Right. I don't even know what she looked like. I just know Mm. that she had orange hair, and she was naked. I was like, I like that one. Mm. Okay. Uh, Last one. Musicians versus comedians, Julius Gee. <clears throat> Peace, Aries. Uh, Julius emailing from Columbus, Ohio. Enjoyed you and Andy when you guys were at the Funny Bone. Much appreciated. I wanted you guys' thoughts on something. I think it's harder to be a stand-up than a musician, meaning musicians can tour for 30 years on three hit songs, and people love it. People want to hear new jokes all the time. Would you rather be a musician or comic in that regard, peace and love. Whew. It seems like uh, <clears throat> being a comic, though, ain't like being a singer. Singers get all the pussy. What's it with Mick Jagger's an ugly motherfucker? He get but big ass lips. Mick Jagger's lips so big, black people going, you got some big ass lips. Luther Vandross, who can sing a big Kentucky fried chicken eating motherfucker. Um, dude, I you know I think at the highest level, the, they're equal, uh, especially in terms of what you want to get out of it. But rock stars, singers seem to have that bad boy persona that turn women on heavily. Um, because he said musician, he didn't say rock star. Yeah, you're rock, right. Rock star is the pinnacle, though. Of Entertainment, rock star, right? Rock star. star, because you you don't. That's the only thing when you, when someone's the best at the advertising, man. Right? They're rock star at advertising, right? Rock star. That's the pinnacle. That's that. There's a reason why they use rock star outside of being a rock star. And listen, man, I've been a comic for 31 years, so I know what this is. I don't know what it is on the highest level, but I know what this is. It'd be nice to feel what being a musician would feel like. You know? Um, I just like, as a musician, I like that people, you cue people up. They know what to do. Like, right. you sing your song. Even if you only have the three hit songs he's talking about, right. you, you, and you got to sing, let's say, 12 songs that night. Right. You start your song. It's not the song that they know. They listen to it. It ends... They didn't even really like it, but they knew that they needed to applaud after it was over. Right. We don't get any like, oh, that's the end of the joke. Let's laugh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, and you know, uh, <laughs> I've been touring, doing the same act with that. No. <laughs> um, I don't know, man. Uh, they both pick apples and oranges. They They both have... They're pros and cons, but the goddamn pros are so good. They seem to outweigh the cons. Um, I think you live a lot longer in music. Like like they said, if you have a hit song, you could, that carries generations. You could have a, a great comedy CD, album, right. whatever we're going to call it now, download. Right. How long is that going to last you in, in, in terms of fame and industry and, and public fame? Right. I would even say to the question I know I, po- I, I, I posed on this uh, podcast before, 
And I would love to hear from you guys in abundance on this. Because uh, I thought it was a great fucking question, and it's a very hard one. Um, if you could only pick one thing in your life to have from t- now to the day you die, music or comedy, if you could only have one, you could either listen to music and you could never enjoy comedy. Can't see a comedy movie, can't go to a comedy club. You're not, you can't do anything that can make you laugh, but you got music or vice versa. Laugh your ass off, but you never can enjoy music, ever. You can't listen to it, can't go to a concert, can't have sex to it, nothing. What are you picking? I pick music. Over comedy? Yeah. Your comedic heart is telling you you would pick music? Yeah. Because if I was stranded on a desert island, I'd want to remember music. And some joke on the desert island isn't going to get me through. But music could get you through it. I say music, and I'm I'm only saying this because of my love for the, the snatch. You can't fuck the jokes. Well, that's yeah. And I mean, you 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 your rhythm. I don't know what the rhythm is on a on a punchline. What the stroke is on a setup in a punchline. Even no jokes can get you some pussy, but you can't fuck the jokes. Well, well, and a comedy album, a comedy album playing is like never got me laid. Right, Al Green. It's gotten you late. Yeah. Right. Well, imagine fucking the Rodney Dangerfield. Well, I tell you, I don't get no respect at all. I tell you. You know, my wife the other day, I tell you. You hey, put my dick in your mouth. Well, I tell you, I don't get no respect. I went to the doctor, I tell you. Ooh. I, I wouldn't, I would come a lot slower. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> Babe, come on, I tell you. All right, I'll time it. I tell you. Oh, damn, damn. All right. Uh, That's it. That's the show. That's the wrap. Yeah. Uh, Again, I said this to you, you listened yesterday, uh, but we are, you're listening to this now on Thursday. That gives you one day to get over to uh, get some tickets to the Ontario Improv in sunny California, the fifth, sixth, and seventh, two shows each night. Then on the 18th, uh, this wonderful November, I'll be at the West Nyack Improv, West Nyack Levity Live, which is owned by the same people as the Improv, sorry. Uh, one night only, uh, because that's more than enough for me. And then on the 27th, Aries is going to be at uh, the in Biloxi, Mississippi. And then on the 28th and 29th, we are going to be at Laugh Boston for the end of the month roundup there, and you could uh, get away from family. I say this all the time. I, you can tell that I need getaways. From family, uh, but uh, we'll be at Laugh Boston. Come see us in in the Boston neighborhood. Um, Carrie Owen uh, texted me, said, "Yo, we recording on November second. Will you be in town?" Who? Gary Owen. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, you're gonna be back on the show again. Uh, I, I will be in town because it's a Tuesday, but I think no, I'm doing the CNN thing later, so I should be okay. Should be okay. I got to check with my publicist all right this is jx freeze music instagram at jxpheeze twitter at the same spelling but at the end of it add the numbers 360 facebook at jason r glasper j-a-s-o-n-r-g-l-a-s-p-e-r 
Um, the track is called Time to Myself. Uh, is that it? Yeah. Oh, big shout out to Laugh Button. But other than that, yeah, we out here. to the Spears and Steinberg podcast. If you'd like to know who's responsible for this shit, well, it was hosted by Ari Spears and Andy Steinberg, produced by Steve Merrick and Anthony Holmes, executive producer, Big Papa, Robert Kelly, and Matt Kleinschmidt for the Laugh Button Podcast. For more information on where to find us on the internet, visit www.spearsbergpod.com. But just cause you say it with conviction, it don't mean shit to me! Don't you think you're being kind of hard on the guy? You go fuck yourself, convict!